Ksuvas Perik Hey Mishnah Gimel 5.3. The Mishnah has just established that since Midoraisa, the Torah says that Knin Kaspo, that which he acquires with Kesev, with money, um, is considered part of his household and can eat Truma if he's a Kohen, even if the thing the other is not. So Midoraisa, if they perform a an act of Kedushan, Irisan, in which he's a Kohen and she's not. So really, Midorai says she's allowed to eat Truma from then on. We say Midorabanan, she shouldn't. Rabbi said no, lest she feed it to her siblings and other reasons as well. Um, but then we said that if the deadline comes for him to marry her, Nesuin, and he doesn't marry her, he's required to support her financially, including providing her with food, and he's allowed to provide her food that's Truma, and she can eat the Truma, even though she hasn't yet done Nesuin. So the rules sort of changed. Now, the first part of Misha wants to say, what happens if um, he dies, the husband dies between the Erison and the Nesuin, and he is childless, but he has a brother. So therefore, Yibum kicks in. So there's now a new um, connection between her and another man, the the, um, the the Zika of Yibum, that he now is required to marry her, and she's sort of like attached to him until they resolve that, either through Yibum, them getting married, or Chalitza, them severing that connection. So the question is, does the Yibum connection allow her to eat Truma? Now, the Bartanora learns like Rashi, who says that it's you need a Kenyan Kaspo, a Kenyan that's affected through money, like Kedushin, but this is called like a Kenyan Achiv, it's like his brother acquired it for him. The Yibum connection is not a Kenyan Kaspo, and therefore Midoraisa, a woman who's called a Shomeris Yavam, waiting to do Yibum, she is not Midoraisa allowed to eat Truma, even though her Yavam, the man to whom she is now connected and she would marry, the brother-in-law, even if he's a Kohen, doesn't help. And that being the case, the Mishnah makes the point of saying it doesn't matter whether the majority of the time she was, um, you know, already married of the, of the six months, more than the six months, let's say, of, of the 12 months that she needs, she needed to wait um, the debt to the deadline. It doesn't matter if the majority was spent being legally married to the first husband or to the second husband. It makes no difference once there's Yibam, so then she is no longer entitled to eat Truma. And according to the Bartanura, like Rashi, since there's a Doraisa issue, even if the 12 months had passed, and she was eating truma. Once her husband dies, and she now becomes a shomeris yavam, she's waiting to do even with the brother, her brother-in-law. So now she has to stop eating truma because that relationship is not a, doesn't qualify as kinyan kaspo, and therefore she's no longer allowed to eat truma midorai. So that's what the Bartanura learns explicitly, um, and that's where we learn the words of the Mishnah, which are as follows: Hayavam eno machel betruma. The fact that she has a Zika connection to a Yavam, her brother-in-law, doesn't allow her to eat Truma, period. If she was six months already married legally through Arison to the first husband, which means Midorais, she could have eaten, even though she didn't, and then six months with the second, the Yavam, so now even though the deadline's passed, or Vafil Kulam Bal, doesn't matter if she had been married essentially the entire year to the first husband, the Chasriyomechad Bifnei Yavam, and just one day is missing from the one, one day less than a full year when he died, or Kulam Bifnei Yavam, or the whole period between the Erison and the actual marriage was when she was actually connected to Yavam, Chasriyomechad Bifnei Yabal, except for that very first day before the husband, the first husband died, that one day she was in Arusa to him. In all those cases, it doesn't make a difference. Eino Ocheles Petruma. She may not eat truma once she's a shemeres yavam. It doesn't matter the deadline's passed. The yibum connection doesn't allow her to eat truma. Period. 
Um, that's the bartender learns, like Rashi. Rabbeinu Tam Tosfos, they find that hard to understand because you see the Mishnah seems to be um, really dancing around not being a full year. Um, and therefore, according to Tosfos, if a full year passes and she was engaged, meaning an Arusa, the first, legally married, to the first husband, and now he was supporting her, now, and then he dies, so then she could continue eating truma. They hold, Benatam Tosos holds that the Kenyan that's affected through, even through the brother for Yibum, is sufficient on a Doraisa level to allow her to eat truma, and therefore, if she started eating truma, she can continue, says them, um, which is how most learn, um, but not the Bartanura who learns like Rashi. Now, next part of Mishnah kind of reverts back to this topic in general, and it, it considers the question of um, the girl eating truma prior to the Nesuin. So now, if you think about it for a second, there are two things that we said which don't exactly square up one against the other. On the one time, side we said, and we're going back to a couple Mishnahs ago, that a woman from Erisin is allowed to eat truma midoraisa, just we're afraid for some reason, like we'll call it the siblings, she's afraid, we're afraid she'll give it to her siblings. Um, also, and therefore we said, no, too dangerous, forget it, since truma is misa b'day shemaim, it's such, such a strong iser, forget it, she shouldn't eat truma, let's be rather safe than sorry, until she gets nesuin married properly. That's one issue. Then we had a second issue, which was the husband, if he doesn't stand up, to step up to the plate in time when the deadline passes, he has to support her financially. Those are two totally separate things. And we said, oh, if he's supporting her financially, he can support her by sending her truma. Like, why do those two things connect? Maybe he should have to support her financially, but not give her truma. Why should the fact that he's supporting her now, say we're not afraid of her giving it to her siblings, and other reasons as well. And therefore, that being the case, the Mishnah here makes that point and says, Zu Mishnah Rishona. Originally, the first, in the first versions of when they were codifying the Mishnah, they, they codified it as such, that he was permitted, he, the husband, was permitted to use Truma to feed her once he had to support her, once the deadline passed. That was the original version of the Mishnayas, like as they're putting them together, but not the final version. But later on, Bezdin shall Acharehen, a subsequent Sanhedrin after that. So let's just put dates on it, but these are fictitious dates, just to make the point, though. Sometime in the first century of the Common Era, when they were putting together the early, like, early and late to Nike period, but you know, but not yet time of the Mishnayas, they said, yes, she could eat Truma after the deadline, but now later on, before the mission was finalized, they said, no, Amru Eina Isho Chelis Batruma Achitikanas Lachopa. They changed their minds and they said, no, even if he's supporting her financially and sending her food, really best, we're not allowing her to eat Truma until she goes through Chopanes and the Suin and, and married functionally, properly. The reason why the subsequent Bezin, let's say the second century Bezin, right before they were codifying the Mishnahis, changed their mind is they were concerned with something else. They were concerned that maybe he would find out something about her that, that made him claim this whole thing was a mekach taos. Like, for example, we saw in the Mishnayis a scenario in which he thought that she was a basula, but it turns out she wasn't, and therefore he wants to essentially get rid of her and not um, not pay the ksubak, claiming that it's a mekach taos, that he was tricked, that he was misled when he with the Kedushin, he thought he was getting a basula, and she wasn't. So if something like that happens, and there are lots of other ways you can imagine, any, any mekach taos is a scenario where the Bezin says, listen, if he knew the facts, he would have never agreed to marry her in the first place, back at Kedushan time. So if that's the case, so then we're saying that the Kedushan never was. It retroactively says that act was under false pretenses and it wasn't a Kedushan act. And that being the case, she would never be permitted to eat 
Truma. So we're afraid that he'll marry her, Nisuin, she'll move in, he'll say, uh-oh, this is not what I bargained for, I was tricked, and therefore he will say that it was a mekaktos, therefore the Kedushan was a Kedushan, therefore her eating of Truma in that interim period before he actually married her with Nisuin, but he already married her with Kedushan, the first step, she was already eating Truma, since the Kedushan's retroactively said is not valid, she was eating Truma not as a Kinyan Kaspo, not as part of his household, and therefore she's Chayim Mitzvah Shemaim, that's too severe, and therefore the rabbi said, forget it, we're not allowing that to happen. We're going to say, listen, until she formally moves in, act of chuppah, and the suin proper, she's not permitted to eat truma at all. And that would be then, if there's something lamaisa here, that would be the halacha lamaisa.